0: The lessons we learn along the way is we are looking for good problem solvers. Operations is looking for problem solvers. Financial institutions, third-party service providers, companies are all looking for problem solvers. And part of the way we solve problems is to know the ground rules. Welcome in everybody. You're listening to Wrestling Payments, a podcast where we help payment professionals contend with the challenges of modernizing their payments operations and identifying ways to build for the future. If you're interested in payments innovation and modernization, you're in the right place. Now, let's get into it. Welcome to Wrestling Payments. I have a really interesting show today, and I'm going to call it Storytime. And what it's about, it's about solving problems. One of the skills, we've done a lot of research around the new role of operations, how operations is changing, and what are the characteristics of the workers, the employees we're looking to find, to work in payments. And one of, the, one of the things that doesn't get mentioned a lot is they should be problem solvers. And the story is a real story. I'm going to do everything I can to not use one real name in this story. But it is a real story, and it's, it's really, really interesting. If you are a payments professional and you understand um, just a little about how different payments flow, this one's gonna be really interesting. Um, and, and as always, look for your feedback and your input, but I'm gonna take my time and I'm gonna to try to tell this story. And the, the first part is the really hard part, right? The first part is I wanna bring everyone to the same level of understanding over audio <laughs> on how something works. I am not on purpose On the video episode on YouTube, I am not using a diagram. So I'm going to try to explain a payment flow, just like the football guys do on on radio. And they talk about the players are moving left to right on your screen. And you have to imagine the players in that scenario. So I'm going to try to imagine the players. And I will not change one name. And one name is that this transaction we're talking about, this situation, this problem to be solved, we're talking about is an RTP transaction. And we have a lot of members looking at RTP, turning RTP on to say, let's see how this thing works and let's see how and what volume we get. And uh, I commend them. I I think that's a great idea. Uh, But uh, one of the things you need to know is how payments flow through the network and as a spoiler, there is a third party that the, the receiving bank, in this case, has used. And that's going to come into play later, a little foreshadow. But let's talk about a flow of a payment. If you're an RTP, receive-only financial institution, here is the flow. And here's – and I, I looked – I looked there used to be diagrams all the time about how payments flowed. And I, I looked – for about a half an hour to say let me just pull one up so I could put it in the video episode and and folks will be able to look at it on screen if they see it on screen but I'll still try to do a good job explaining it I couldn't find a really good video a li- really good image so we're going to use your imagination and we're going to talk about the flow of a transaction and as we think about it going literally uh, left to right on on your across your screen uh, we have the sender, they're the they're in the ACH. They'd be the originator. They're the party that wants to send a payment. In in RTP's case, send a credit to a receiver, right? And the receiver's way down at the uh, the goalpost at the other end. They want to get a they want to receive a credit. And in the middle, we have two other players. The uh, on on your your left is the sending bank. We'll call it a bank. Uh, So they send the RTP message. They send it through a network, the RTP network, easy peasy. And they send it to a receiving bank. So again, the flow is sender, sending bank, network, receiving bank, receiver. It flows straight through. It's a message. And the message is, the message, a couple of things are going on. I'm not going to do the whole details of what's going on, but a lot of things are going on. And what the first thing going on is, is when the sending bank goes to send the transaction, they're making sure that there's money in the sender's account, right? They, they don't want to send out a payment that doesn't have any money behind it. So they do that, right? That's a step. And, and mind you, all this takes place in a, maybe 20 seconds, maybe. Uh, could be way shorter. But uh, so it's all happening in 20 seconds. The next big thing that happens is the receiving bank says do I you're trying to send this entry to an account at my institution do I have that account and the receiving bank has a big decision to to make here the first is yes I do and I accept this payment or no I don't and I reject this payment and let's assume they accept the payment the next thing that happens is the message goes back to the sending bank and says, yeah, we're accepting it. And and finally, for our discussion purposes, finally, the um, sending bank gets debited from the network and the receiving bank gets credited from the network. And that entry shows up in the receiver's account, w- again, within seconds. It's it's remarkable to watch the timing of these things. It just, boop, all of a sudden... It got to the institution, are you taking it? Yep, we're taking it, done, it's in the account. Really fast, really amazing. The other option is that the receiving bank says, no, we are not taking this. And then the transfer doesn't happen, right? That's how the network works. Are you accepting it? Yes, great, here it is. Are you rejecting, are you accepting it? No, okay, you don't get it. End of story, right? Irrevocable, it's in the account the credit flows done i want to i have to pause to see if i want to mention anything else before i get there cuz here's where things a little bit uh, not to make a joke go off the rails right goes off the payment rails so in the, the case of this receiver there there i you know i don't know if i want to say they're smaller but they've chosen to use a third party to really run these processes and so that's one piece of information. There's a third party involved and they're, they're just enabling all the, the, the messages to happen, right? Accepting it? Yes. Accepting it? No. They're just managing all that. Great. Um, and third parties are great for that, right? They're great. The next thing is in this world of RTP and Now and instant payments, there are certain messages, right? And uh, the biggest messages we're talking about are accept or reject. Easy, right? There is a third option. I don't see it used a lot, but the third option is accept without posting. So that means the receiving bank is going to accept the payment, but they've got a little bit of work to do. That wasn't used in this case, so I just... Mention that for educational purposes, this this receiving bank was either accepting or rejecting payments, but they had a unique flag, and in this example, right, this is real. This is all all happened, all all happened, um, and it was remarkable, right? So they had an extra flag, and the flag really wasn't made for instant payments, but it existed on their system. They had another flag. So the account was good. The RTP system said, great, except they had a a flag that said, you know, sometimes this customer would come in and they would maybe maybe try to cash not so good checks. Again, trying not to mention any names or demean anyone, but there was a flag that said, watch them. There's no corresponding code in RTP that says, watch them right doesn't exist so the system kind of fritzed out at this point it didn't know what to do with that credit right and it received a credit in our example in our example the credit was received from one of those P2P apps you know there's P2P apps out there that you can send money to your friends and in this case it was settling and we'll call it JoePay because, again, we don't want to demean anyone. So I, uh, the receiver of this transaction said, I need to get um, $90 out of my JoePay system. And they pressed the button. And JoePay, on the network, uh, initiated that uh, credit to Joe or whoever. Sorry, don't mean to overuse Joe. And the receiving bank said, yep, got it. And the system said, nope, don't cut it. And here's where it gets super interesting, right? So, uh, again, trying to stay moving from left to right across your screen. Um, the third party, in an effort to help, when it hit a flag, like the flag that said, hey, teller, take a look at this customer when they come in and be careful, And they took the action of creating an automated way where the credit from Joe Pay would automatically be sent back through the ACH to the sending bank. Now, I think I know a lot about RTP, but I can't guarantee you that when an RTP transaction goes through, The sending account number is in the transaction. And I'm going to go with the assumption it isn't. So when this fintech created the solution that said, great, yeah, we'll send that back to the sending bank. They randomly sent it back to the sending bank. They probably knew knew that the payment came from Jopay. But Jopay is a very large peer-to-peer slash wallet company. And successfully identifying whose $90 that transaction was is probably nearly impossible, especially since Joe Pay wasn't really aware that anything was coming back because they, they sent an RTP transaction. They didn't expect to receive an originated ACH transaction. The, the, I always think about it when, at this part of the story that it was rattling around in the back of a machine somewhere, right? If you remember, if you're, you're old enough to remember um, check processing, actual paper check processing, every once in a while, checks would go behind the machine. They would have to send someone crawling around behind the back of the machine to go find the missing checks. This was a missing $90 transaction sitting in a multimillion-dollar account for months that this payment was missing from the customer's account for months so you know what's the point of all this the point of all this is a as the receiving bank yeah you have to um, educate yourself with the rules of the payment channel you're looking at in this case we're looking at RTP you got to familiarize yourself with the rules of RTP. Uh, you know, if you did, or if you do, you will not find somewhere in the rules where it says RTP exceptions, which there aren't any, it's accepted or rejected, go back via the ACH. Now, the fintech was telling them, oh yeah, we sent that back through the ACH. They, they, the um, receiving bank didn't know why that was happening or where they sent it or why they sent it they they had no idea of what was happening and the fintech i I do give them a little bit a little bit of of that's great because they tried to solve a problem they certainly solved it the wrong way because you know and we haven't talked to this and we're not going to talk to this but they originated an entry out of thin air there was no authorization they just used the equipment they had <laughs> to create an ACH to send it to a routing number they knew. They had no there was no here's how you send returns. Can, can you work exceptions in the uh, RTP network between two financial institutions? Absolutely. Could, could you use the ACH to send the transaction back? Absolutely. But it's got to be coordinated. It's got to be discussed. It's not an automated process that's, that sends. A, a, a Joe Pay transaction back to Joe Pay's bank, saying, "Yeah, figure it out." Um, it, you know, it can certainly cause uh, a lot of trouble because you know uh, there were some reputational issues there because the customer waiting for their ninety dollars it was missing for months. Missing, didn't show back up in the account, didn't show up in their account, was missing from their Joe Pay wallet. Uh, it It was weird, and it put the receiving bank in a bad situation because they kept asking uh, where 's my money and the bank said uh, uh, we 're working on it because they weren 't getting answers from their fintech again this is not a this is not a beat up to fintech. They tried, but fintech 's are fintechs, fintech's. there 's a lot going on um, what the, the other parts of this is as we tried to solve this problem, right, because it was a problem, and um, I I actually worked on this problem with them. The things weren't making sense. So one of the things not making sense, and if you're you're considering RTP or FedNow, um, you should be seeing reports on a regular basis, uh, because the one of the first stops on this problem solving was well. Did you accept the payment, or did you reject the payment, or do you accept without posting? And because um, the receiving bank wasn't aware what reports they had access to, they couldn't answer that question. So we didn't know, well, if it, it rejected, well, that should never have left the sending bank. So that's not your problem. If you had accepted without posting, you know what happened subsequently? after the accepting without posting in the next time frame like the day to post that transaction what what happened then again if you don't know what the result or what the the message on that transaction was uh, it's going to be hard to to troubleshoot the final um the final trick to this problem was again just a uh uh what is it, a comedy of errors? Just an error after an error after an error. And there was no malice, you know, there was no the fintech was trying. They they certainly did their best to say, how do we how do we not have these transactions pile up? Because the original problem was that that non RTP, non-instant payment world, look at this payment when it comes look at this customer when they come into the branch and try to cash a check flag doesn't didn't work and in an instant must settle in twenty second transaction. So the last comedy of errors on this part is when they were the receiving bank was looking for help from their fintech, you know fintechs. They have these ticketing systems. The ticketing system wasn't set up right. So as they were reaching out for help, those those calls for help, those pleas for help, were just falling on a floor somewhere. They weren't getting to the right people. So um, I don't know how to uh, systematize this, but for our members, we're very helpful. So I did get pulled into this and we, you know, we, we, uh, we reached out to everyone we could to just try to get the players in the room, got the players in the room, stepped back because it was really none of my business what was happening. But they they worked through this, they solved this problem in 30 minutes. And um, they they solved this problem for everyone using that fintech, uh, which is very helpful. Uh, you know, it's it's you know, it's something to say, hey, we did that. We did that, we fixed that, we fixed that not only for us, but we fixed that for the network. We're we're moving payments forward. This this video may ne- or this audio may never be heard as there may be version 2 and version 3 but the lessons we learn along the way is we are looking for good problem solvers the network the ac the payments network and i i, I use all payments in that case operations is looking for problem solvers financial institutions third party service providers companies are all looking for problem solvers and part of the part of the way we solve problems is to know the ground rules, right? And then, in this case, the ground r- rules were, how does RTP work? How does, it, how does it work? So you know, when the story gets told, that the minute they said, oh, and they sent it back via ACH, that was weird. So you know that. Um, and I know it's hard. I literally just spent 30 minutes tooling around a resource page for RTP and again no 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 criticism offered there's a lot of information and if if you haven't been grounded in some of the basics uh, there's a lot of um, confusing looking information I really simplified the credit comes in because in in uh, on the website that's a Pax08 And here's the format for a PAX 08. And it has a header. And uh, the second part of it is it gets settled. uh, comes from the sending bank and to the receiving bank. That's a PAX 09. And here's how a PAX 09 goes. It gets really confusing really fast. So um, it's hard if you don't have um, the basics down. And you're going to learn the basics from RTP. You're going to learn the basics from your vendors. You're going to learn the basics from your um, IT folks, um, and we're always we're always a phone call away. If you um, if if you get to that point, which this this got to that point, um, the other part is um, get the right people in the room, right? And and it, to to no fault of this receiving financial institution, their messages were were literally getting lost. They were putting in. You know, uh, tickets for for support, and they were just falling on the floor, and you know, no idea why that was happening. It's just a coincidence. It's not was not being ignored. Um, it's just you know, it's a glitch. It was a glitch. There were a lot of glitches in this story, but uh, at the end of the day, it literally took two days to solve this problem, um, and it, and in fact, uh, it actually. This just happened, and this should be going into effect uh, right now for this third party and this um, receiving bank. So solving problems is a key skill. I thank you for listening. I think it's something we wrestle with. Um, All these new payment systems we wrestle with, out of the box, RTP is awesome. The creation of a workaround for something by a third party, it broke RTP a little bit. That, that's not how it was supposed to work um, it, it you know it was out of bounds it was uh, you know against the rules if you will um, so understanding that getting a good foundation in the rules is important uh, I, I know uh, payment associations across the country are working on training and education NACHA has produced a certification or no sorry they are producing a certification But they produced a certificate program. We'll be offering it next year, 2024. Other RPAs, uh, PAs are offering it right now. Um, You may need someone to just go through the course maybe to understand the bigger picture and how things work. I hope this was helpful. I hope going from left to right across your screen was helpful. Uh, Please let me know. Thanks. On behalf of Nietzsche, your trusted resource in payments, and our guests, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning into the podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more about payments innovation and modernization, you can find the Wrestling Payments Podcast on the podcast page of Nietzsche.org or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Just search for Wrestling Payments in your podcast app. Thanks for listening.